it, it is such an interesting um, aspect of our lives because, you know, we, we do retire and then we, we still have 25 years to go. How do you occupy all that time? I mean, there's a, there's a lot of time. I mean, 25 years on average, maybe 20 years, I don't know. But, you know, it's a lot of time to, to be free. So you gotta you you gotta keep that time um, busy, but also but also worthwhile. It has to be something you like doing, and then you just expand on it and add to it. But it has to be something that you're doing now, or or you gotta start doing something now so that in the future you're gonna continue with it. Not just wait till you're 60 and go. Okay, now I'm playing golf, or now I'm traveling. I'm not sure it works that way. Retirement. That's what we're all aiming at, right? But exactly what does that mean? It conjures up visions of endless days of golf, drinks with little umbrellas in them on a tropical beach, feet up, reading a book. Is that what it's all about? I don't think so. Life would get pretty dull after a while without anything meaningful to do, don't you think? I'm Jackie Doucette, and I'm on a mission to discover exactly what life is like beyond retirement. Join me while I chat with people who've already done it, who've retired to something rather than from something. Let's find out together exactly what's waiting for us when we say goodbye to that nine to five. Hi, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Beyond Retirement. Today, my guest is France Lemieux, and I'm really looking forward to this interview. France and I met online after she clicked one of the buttons on my website and requested some information. We started corresponding, and I think I got the better end of the deal in terms of information sharing. And uh, she's turned out to be one of uh, living one of the lifestyles that I'm trying to showcase in Beyond Retirement. So France is, a, is an accountant, and she's been able to combine a flexible work, work schedule and a nine-to-five lifestyle through most of her life. She's an experienced traveler. She's semi-retired and spends her winter months traveling the world. Yeah, maybe not this winter. Although traveling is a way of life, she finds a mix of working and traveling to suit her lifestyle, and it seems to be perfect for the time being. So, France, thanks so much for joining me today. Thank you for having me, Jackie. Um, I'm really excited about this. I think it's going to be really interesting talking to you. And I'm hoping that we can start with a bit of your history. Um, what led you to the, the kind of traveling, working lifestyle that you've got? I think when I first started working, it's interesting when I realized um, I moved away from my hometown when I was fairly young. And I realized that two weeks vacation a year to me, I mean, obviously working for the private sector, um, it wasn't very much. Uh, you spend one week going to visit your family and then you're left with one week for traveling or doing other things. So that's when I think it, it just clicked. It's like, do I really wanna do this for 40 years? <laughs> I mean, this, this is what it is. It's three weeks, two weeks vacation, that's all you get. And then if you're away from your family, you're spending so much time or, or some time visiting the family and then you're left with maybe a week to travel. Well, how much do you see in one week when you want to travel the world? It, it, and I think I always had this, this desire to see more than just my own country. So I think that's where it, it all started. And 
I, I guess that's when I figured, well, I got to change something and what do I need to change? So save up, quit the job, uh, come back, find another job, uh, make arrangements with the employer. In the end, it turned out to be that I just quit the job, saved up, quit the job and went traveling. And that's, wow. I got the bug. <laughs> and I've been tra- and I've been traveling since, and it's just the three weeks. It's not so much the nine to five as the two to three weeks vacation a year. I can do nine to five for quite a while, but I don't want to do it for forty nine or fifty weeks a year. Right, that's the big part. I think that for me was um, the deciding factor. I guess. So when you started doing that, you had a full time job. Um, were you married at that point? Uh, no, I wasn't married. I was in a relationship. Um, I had a full-time job, nine to five. I was in Vancouver. My family's based in Quebec. So the two weeks vacation, one week to fly home, using up most of the budget for traveling. And then you're left with the one week. Uh, So we both realized that it was well, if it's one, if, if it's something we want to do, we got to do it now. We don't have kids. Let's do it. So that's how it started. We started savings, saved up for about a year and a half, figured we had enough money for a year to travel. And we just quit the job and left, sold everything, left the apartment and went traveling. We first thought we were going to travel for a year. It ended up being almost two and a half years. So we didn't come home for two and a half years. We spent about, visited about 35 countries, wow. had a wonderful time. And uh, I, we just got hooked. We got hooked. And, and it became, the plan was always, okay, how can we travel? Where can we travel? How quick can we save money? It was always, always related to travel. Um, we came back and then the kids came, I've got two girls. Um, and then we moved for a while. We moved to the Yukon. We stayed there for a few years and saved up again and again, quit the jobs, left with two kids in a row. And they were two and three at the time, backpacking it, (laughs) it, um, South America for the first year. And the second year was, um, um, Central America. And after that, that's when we settled in Ottawa. And I've been in Ottawa for about 20 years now. So, but the travel has been, has always been there. So. So when you're deciding where you want to travel to, when you're saying, okay, I'm back at home, I got to save up. How do you decide where you're going to go? Very good question. I, I enjoy Spanish. I've always enjoyed Spanish. So I tend to visit Spanish countries a lot. So that's my starting point. But also I try to visit new countries every time if I can, because I just want to add on to the number of countries I visit. Um, Sometimes just by doing research on the internet, uh, something you read in a magazine, you go, oh, that looks cool. Maybe I should do this. And, And then just look up on it. Um, so it's varied. It's very, you talk to people, people say, oh, you gotta do, you gotta see this country. You gotta do this. 
So you just look it up and say, oh, yeah, yeah, that works. Okay, so maybe this is what we're going to do. So it's, it's not very an, a specific way of looking at it. It's just whatever comes, I look at it and then decide. So, so when you're doing your research, obviously, you're looking for things like how long you can stay in a country or whether you need a visa, what sort of vaccinations you might need, that sort of thing. Um, is it easier just to kind of vaccinate and get visas for everything and just you know hope hope you're going to a place that uh, that you're ready for or do you plan it completely i plan quite a bit um the travel within the country not so much i usually point out uh, the main items i want to visit um it's the preparation for the traveling yes visas vaccines uh, flights, best time to go, uh, the climate, everything I look up and I kind of summarize it for each country I want to visit. And then I, then I do all the stuff that I need to do. I just apply for those visas. I buy my tickets, uh, look at the requirements. Um, cause usually when I go away, I do more than one country at a time. So it does, mm -hmm. um, it does require some planning. Yeah. What, when I'm in the country, what I like to do is I, I do want to keep an open calendar in the sense that, yes, I've highlighted these uh, cities or areas that I want to visit, but I do keep a lot of flexibilities. I don't book in advance. I don't do hotel bookings at all. I just travel. I don't buy tickets in advance. I always do it in the country. Because the way I see it is, is if you need to change your plans, well, it's easy because you've got nothing booked. So it gives you that extra freedom that we, that I like to have when traveling. You meet people, they say, you gotta go to this city. Oh, okay, well, I didn't plan for it, but I'll do it. So, you know, you just change your plans and you go, you visit and then you continue. So it's th that freedom for me within, within the travel is, is, is I think, the biggest uh, advantage. Do you think that uh, by doing it that way, you're saving money by doing your, your hotels or, or wherever you stay after you get there, um, looking at things the way that the, the locals do, kind of? You're going to get better, uh, better rates than you would if you were pre-planning? maybe I'm not too sure what I find though Jackie is that very often there are depending on the country there are a lot of small hostels or guest houses that are not on the web so if you right. do your standard booking.com hotel.com whatever um, you might not find them and yeah. very often these people are the greatest place where you can stay because they're so, they're usually very small, usually family oriented. Uh, they only have a few rooms, and that's where you get to meet what I, the locals. You're, exactly. you're really exactly. into the locals. They tell you what to do and, and things like that. You just sit, you chat, and and those to me are, I think, what makes the experience so much oh, yeah. more interesting. Yeah. Exactly. I remember I mean, one time I, we stayed in this place. The lady had like two rooms, spent the night on her balcony, just chatting away. And it was, it was just amazing. It's just, just great because that's how you get to see 
how people live, exactly. what their life is like. You don't, yeah, you don't get that on the resorts. You, yeah. you People can say, oh, I've traveled the world, but they haven't really. They've no. lived with North Americans in some resort someplace. Exactly, exactly. And and usually what I do is I just knock on doors. I, I, I kind of highlight the hotels in the area. I use, you know, an app and uh, kind of highlight the area where most hotels are or guest houses. And, and then I just shop around until I find something. But it, it, it never takes a long time. I mean, I think maybe... The longest I've spent looking for a room might have been less than an hour, 45 minutes, maybe. Usually you find something, it's quite easy. So, so I know things are a little different for you now. You used to travel with your partner, with your kids, uh -huh. but I understand you're traveling single now. Is, I, is, I does that worry you at all, traveling as a single woman? Uh, I enjoy traveling with someone else. Just because you can chat about things that you see, traveling alone alone is very different. Um, you tend to be a bit more careful. You do have to watch a little bit more what, how you do your things. You know, it's if you stay in a hostel, you've got your backpack. There's no one watching your backpack while you're having a shower, or you know, right. there are things that you need to kind of adjust to. But, um, and I'm not sure I would do, there are countries I don't think I would do alone just because I wouldn't feel safe enough. Uh, so usually what I've been doing is I usually have a friend, a friend that would come and spend maybe a month and then go and then I'm on my own for a few weeks and then another friend comes. So it hasn't been too bad, but I do have to get more familiar with traveling alone so it's my goal just working on it yeah. or you have to find other people who are traveling alone that want to see the same places i mean I, i've seen yeah. groups on facebook for for women who are traveling single you know uh -huh. and they're always looking for someone to go with yeah yeah but then you know then you have to coordinate things and you have to decide right. together right. what you're doing there's right right pros and, and, cons. It, and it's not easy traveling with um, well, you, don't you have to adjust when you're traveling with someone, you have to adjust because you're, you're yeah. on vacation. So it has to be a good experience for both people. Exactly. You know? So you, you do have to adjust. So if you're on your own, well, you do whatever you want to. So get an extra freedom by being by yourself. Just, yeah. yeah, you have to be more, you have to go towards other people more and try to connect with travelers. So it's a bit different that way. Right. You do see a lot of young women traveling alone. They don't mind at all. Older women, mm, I've, I haven't seen that many. Yeah. So a few, but, but in limited numbers. For sure. So what sort of problems have you uh, come across in your traveling? Do you have any problems or, you know, just little things that don't really bother you? Uh, I think I, I usually travel with the idea that nothing's going to work the way we plan to. Um, there are, there, there are going to be bumps on the road. Uh, so when they do happen, it's like, okay, how, let's make the best of it. Um, there hasn't been big issues, you know. Um, 
sometimes you might, uh, because I don't book ahead of time, then sometimes maybe I can't book my, uh, a flight for a couple of days, or I can't book a train for a few days, or things like that. But um, no, no, there hasn't been. I do travel. I, I, I am quite careful when I travel. Um, I never really go out at night. I stay in my room. Uh, I avoid um, going out alone. Um, I also, you know, I stay in an area where it's safe. Um, I, I don't know. I try to um, be careful as much as I can. You know, I carry a money belt. It's always in my pants. Um, I do register with travel.gc.ca just so I get notice about the country, um, things like that. So I try to, to, to travel smart. Uh, it's been good so far. Um, I've had maybe a couple of incidents where someone tried to rob me, but they didn't get, they didn't manage to do it. But I, I think Everybody has that kind of experience when they're <laughs> traveling. I mean, yeah. somehow it's going to happen. So, you know, and I don't, I don't carry anything that's fancy. I don't have jewelry. I carry just a, you know, a, a backpack. I wear just cheap clothes. So I'm not an attractive uh, target. Because right. I don't, I don't show anything. I have a small yeah. camera, which is my phone. Uh, it's always hidden. Um, I, I keep it in my bra, you know, I don't, I, I don't really, I don't try to show that I'm a big rich traveler, so I don't attract people. So I think that helps too. You talk about, about money, about, you know, carrying the, uh, the money belt, that sort of thing. Do you use, um, do you use a credit card or do you usually use cash when you're there? Almost, you're almost wherever? cash. Always, yeah. almost cash. Um, a credit cards very often you have to pay fees, yeah. extra fees. Um, for me, when I'm in the country, I usually get a bunch of money out and then I use cash. It's right. the, it, it works best. Most people don't take credit cards in small guest houses. Yeah. So you wouldn't be able to pay when you do. Um, I buy a lot of food at markets because I enjoy visiting uh, markets. So you wouldn't be able to pay um, with credit cards. Um, at times, sometimes for buses and things, depending on the country, then I would pay with the credit card. But otherwise, it's pretty much cash, pretty much mm -hmm. cash. So I carry a few hundred dollars every time. So I'm vulnerable to a limit. Yeah. So... But it makes you think about it. It makes you plan a little bit as you go through your days. Exactly. Exactly. And then with, you know, I mean, then with the money belt and I figure, well, if they, if they, if, if I get my stuff stolen, I mean, they go with $500 and that's the risk I have to live with. Right. Yeah. So, but no, there hasn't been any incident. I do, I do keep the money belt inside my pants and I also have like, like, um, a money belt outside of my pants, just like one of those, I'm not sure what you call them, like, but it's just an outside one. I call it my decoy because <laughs> um, that's where I put just like the day's money. So if they right. do want to take something, they're usual, they're going to, they're going to aim that. for that pocket. And 
all they have is maybe a pen and, and some paper or Kleenex and, and a few dollars. So right. And just a fanny pack really, kind of. Yeah. 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 So that's, well, that's a I good think. idea. Mm-hmm. So when you come home, so you, you go away, you travel for a few months at a time and you come back home. Do you have trouble finding work again or do you have jobs lined up and customers lined up before you go away? Um, so far, keep my finger crossed. I always have work when I come back. I usually at Christmas time, I, I call it my, I do a, a, a mail out. I send Christmas cards uh, online to, and I email a bunch of people, a lot of colleagues, and I tell them about uh, my travels and my date when I come back. So they know, oh, she's traveling, but she's back in March. So maybe, maybe I can ask her for, for work in March because right. I do a lot of project management. I, I'm in finance and I do a lot of project management. So there, there's always, always projects to do. So, so I figure by sending that email, it just sort of, oh yeah, right. France is available. Oh, <laughs> so it's been good so far. So I can't yeah, that's complain. Good it's been very good. Yeah. Yeah. It's been very good. So what are you, what do you think are the best points about the kind of lifestyle that you've got? Well, the one being in Canada, I get to go away and not have to go through the long winter that we have. Uh, that's a big highlight for me. I like the warm, the warm weather. Um, what I do like is that I think if I was full-time retired at the moment, I would, I would get bored. Um, I, I still need my brain to be engaged in some kind of project. So working does the job for me because I'm always learning. Being in project management, you're never working on the same project. It's always something new. So I'm always having to research, think, um, so I'm, I'm, lear I'm always learning. So I find the mix between the two, when I go away, then I can turn off everything. The brain shuts down and then I'm just traveling and I'm having a great time. But when I come back, I do want to be engaged in doing something. And I think if I was retired full-time in, in Ottawa for now, um, I mean, COVID aside, it would, um, I'm not sure if I would be capable of finding things to do full time. I'm not there yet. I'm, I am planning a lot of things for when I do go uh, with a full retirement. But right now I do enjoy, I mean, I work seven hours a day. I still have about eight hours of free time after work. So it's there's a lot of free time still. So, and the work is very flexible. So for now it's, it's meeting my objectives. I mean, money comes in, I have enough money. I get to travel. I come back at work, I, you know, save up, travel, come back. So I'm not touching any of my retirement money yet. Uh, so I'm self-sufficient and I, I, I still put some away. So it's good. Yeah. That sounds like a, a pretty good, uh retirement plan that you've got going now you're you're able to take vacations when you want for the length of time you want you come back you got the money there you're not hurting you're not you know using up retirement savings that's great yeah, yeah. have you thought about um you say you'd get bored if you were completely retired have you thought about 
uh, the the laptop lifestyle, the kind of things that that so many people are doing these days, location independent work uh, would let would let you travel all the time, and then you just pick up your you know the few hours a day or a few hours a week that you'd need wherever you happen to be. Um, I last uh, summer. Um, someone did ask me, well, would you work when you're traveling? And, um, you know, I find, I find that when, when I'm traveling, I want my mind on traveling. I don't want my mind on work because I think it's always, you always have that constant reminder that you need to do this job or this job. And I think it has an impact on the way you travel. And I'm not sure... I'm not sure I would want to be carrying a laptop and doing it. Maybe in the future, as you said, if I'm fully retired, maybe it would become an option. But for now, when I travel, I just don't want to think about work. When I'm in it, I'm in it. And when I'm out, I'm out. But that may change with the years. I mean, who knows? Who knows? I think that's an interesting point because I'm looking for the kind of job that I can do, not, you know, the kind of work that I can do that I can be doing from wherever I happen to be without having to worry about um, anything else. But I, I, I get that point. Um, if you're traveling for the sake of traveling, you want to be able to spend your time focused on that, not thinking about, gee, I should be going back to the hotel and doing a little bit of work. Exactly. Yeah, yeah exactly. It's kind of... It's a matter of balancing it, I guess. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, and, and as you said, if you're being full-time on retirement, maybe you do want to have that. For yeah. me right now, because I get it five to six months a year, I'm, I'm quite happy with it. But if I was fully retired, maybe that's something I would like to explore in the sense that, well, I got to keep busy or I got to keep that brain going because I still, yeah. still need to learn. Um, so that would be an aspect maybe I would change. But at this point, I haven't done a lot of research about it. Might, might be something I should put on my, on my list of things to explore. <laughs> <laughs> So what would you recommend for someone who's thinking about trying what you're doing? How, how would they get started? Oh, that's such a good question because it's so different for if to it. I think the way. I guess it depends what know, kind of job you're doing. Yeah. It depends on the job you're doing. It depends on what you're. I guess it depends on what your plans are. What is it that you want? I mean, you got to know, you know, you, very often people say, oh, I'm going to play golf when I'm 60. Well, yes, <laughs> maybe, but. Not forever. Not forever. And, and as well, it's nice to say, I'm going to do this in the future. But really, if, if you are, how are you going to get there? So I'm in project management, so I'm a planner. I plan all the time and I do look at, at possibilities and I'm like, okay, well, if I want to retire at 50, what do I need to do to get there? So if you're 20, 25, 30, I mean, and that's your objective, well, you can't just say I'm going to retire at 50. You, you somehow have to prepare. I mean, it doesn't have to be... Um, very strict what you're doing, but at least you got to work towards that goal. But how are you going to attain that goal is you, 
kind of have to break it down and say, okay, well, I'm going to buy a smaller house so I can save. Here's the way I'm going to save. You know, you got you got to look at um, how you're going to attain that that objective. I think, and you got to plan for it. Budget is a big, big issue. I mean, you got to save money somewhere. I mean, unless you know you've got a very good job and 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 it's easy to save money. But for me, um, I keep a very tight budget. I know where I spend. Um, I tend to be a very uh, minimal uh, minimalist, so I'm I'm don't consume much. Um, and I save up quite a bit, but that's my way of doing it. So, you know, it, it, it's, it, it does take some planning. I have to say, you can't just say, I'm going to do this and bang, it happens. You've got to plan for it. You, you've got to have an idea of where you're going and how you're going to get there. You know, it might not be a straight road, but at least, you know, you can always go back to it. So, okay, well, that's my plan where I'm at today versus what I had planned to be is, the, oh, okay, so I need to adjust, you know, and then you readjust and you continue. Um, I guess it's a matter of uh, deciding what you need versus what you want. As well, Jackie, as well. So that you can, you know, you can cut out the things that you don't really you know, have to have the things that you just want to do, put them aside for a little while so that, you know, the needs are, are taken care of, but the extra money for the wants can go aside to planning. And it's, and it's interesting that when you start the planning, so when we had first decided to travel, um, we looked at the budget to, to the penny and every day it was, okay, how much did we spend today? And then you, you look at where your spending's um, are and that's where you start cutting down you go okay well I'm going to the movies three times a month well maybe I should rant or just do it online right and then you cut down on that part oh well I've bought this much in clothing but what do you really need that much eh, maybe not so cut down you know and and as you do that process you realize that the bank account just keeps going up and up and up because you're cutting down and down and down Right. And then once you see that account going up, like he, it's it, exciting. It, it's exciting. Yeah. So it encourages you to do even more. So you're, you're like, okay, target for this month is I want to reach this amount. And, and, you know, it just, it just builds. And then it's, it's exciting. As you said, it's very exciting. So, and, and the first time it took us a year and a half to save. And I have to tell you, following that because it was so ingrained into us after that that we never sort of spent on places that we felt were maybe not necessary like the the wants yep we didn't spend on it we just went for the needs so and and i think from that day on it's been a way of life it's just oh well i can do it but i can do this and it's free or I could do this, but that's expensive. So you choose, right? So you make yep. decisions based on that. So And after a while, you don't really miss the things that you're not spending the money on. Well, I'll tell you an example is um, going, people go to a restaurant every, every week, for example. Most people do. They go out yep. at least once a week, maybe twice a week. Well, I don't go to restaurants anymore. But when I do, it's such an... Um, it's such a nice outing because it's an activity you don't do on a regular basis. So it becomes special. 
Yeah. So that's when, for me, that's the big difference. If you don't do it very often, then it becomes a special occasion, right? As opposed to just your standard, I'm going to the restaurant two times a week or whatever. Uh, so that makes a big difference. And I had a friend of mine who, um, a, a couple with two kids, same as us, um, and they said, how come you get to travel every year? We were making just about, just about the same amount of money. We had two kids, same age, same school. And, uh, and then my daughter, she says, mom, they keep asking me why I get to travel every year. And I say, well, what do we do different than they do? And she goes, well, they go out every Friday night for food. I said, okay, that's a hundred dollars a night, four people. Oh, and every Sunday they go for ice creams and they have an outing. There's another one, $50. I said, that's 150 every week times 52. That's where your traveling comes into play because we don't do this, right? So we get to travel, but we gave up on the ice cream and we gave up on the restaurant. So it's a matter of choosing where you want to spend your money. That's bottom line. Did you have... Excuse me. Did you have trouble with your kids sometimes with wanting the things that their classmates have, their friends have that they didn't uh, get because you were saving? Yeah, probably, probably some. It wasn't, they started traveling, they were very young. So, and they enjoyed it. They loved when we went to South America, loved it. And, and we kept taking them on trips and Every time it was always, well, which one would you prefer? Do you want to prefer, do you want to have your, um, you know, designer shoes or you want to have your standard shoes and then go to Costa Rica in, in the spring? Well, you choose. Oh, I want to go to Costa Rica, mom. And that was it. So quite often, if, if you just say, well, it's your choice, but if we don't put that money into our trip, then we won't have the trip. So what would you prefer to do? Yeah. So, uh, of course, at times, I mean, they, they thought, oh, gee, but <laughs> they got the travel bugs. I mean, they're big travelers now. They've been on their yeah. own since they're 18. They, they enjoy traveling. And, and when we talk about it, they always say, I'm so glad we're big travelers because we get to see so much. So I think they do appreciate the fact that we did this, those sacrifices when they yeah. were young. Mm. Yeah. So just... One last thing before before we wind it up, you told me in one of our conversations that you have a, a retirement wall in your house. Can you talk a little bit about your retirement wall? I do. This is this is the whole idea of going maybe on a full time retirement. So how do I retire and keep myself uh, busy? So what I started doing is I I've got a wall that has no pictures on it at home and I started writing ideas. And basically I sort of group things into categories. An example would be sports, uh, travel, social, learning, volunteers, things like that, things that I like. And, I'm, and, and for each of those categories, I just sort of made a list of things that came to mind that would be interesting to explore. So every so often I just look at my wall and I go, okay, this is, this is looking good. And I add to it or I change. And also what I started doing with that wall is I started doing um, 
sort of a list of when I want to do these things. So for example, I want to do the Camino de Santiago. Well, I've been seeing it for years and now I'm like, okay, well, it's on that wall. What year do you plan to do it? And I'm like, okay, I'm going to do it this year. So now it's 2021. I mean, if, if I can, and that's the one thing I would, I would like to do. So it's like sort of a, a checklist, if you, if you want, of things that I want to do, but more um, now it's getting more real as I'm listing, okay, I want to do this. When do I want to, when do I want to do these items? And it's filling up my retirement calendar, I guess. So I see how busy I can be. So oh, that's cool. It's, it's kind of nice because it's just stuck on the wall and then you look at it and you go, okay. And then, and, and also when people come over, it's just, it makes for a great conversation because, oh, you want, oh, this is good. Or, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so you do that you say you you write on the wall you actually you use post-its right you don't write on your wall you, so you can move them around a little bit if you exactly, want to exactly exactly yeah so I've got for each item I've got like a big uh, piece of paper that would say for, for example volunteer and then I just post on do post-its on it and it's just a list of things I want to do as a volunteer for. right yeah so you know, so I guess you can look at that and and pick a country to go to based on what you decide you want to do exactly. like if you want to do some volunteering you can do it in you know Guatemala or you can exactly. do it wherever you want to go exactly exactly yeah yeah so no it's been it, it's been good and now I can every it, even a couple of days ago, I was looking at it and I started sort of, I'm, now I'm working on my Camino. I'm hoping to go in May, but it's unlikely I will go in May. But when I do go, uh, I've started my planning process right now and that's when I want to do it. And I've got, so I've got my list for the next few years. I do have uh, everything planned. a good list of things to do. So oh, that's awesome. Mm -hmm. Thanks so much for being with me today, France. I really enjoyed it. I think this is wonderful. Um, I don't. I don't suppose you have a website or anything like that. If if someone wanted to get in touch with you and talk to you about your plan or what you're doing and ask you questions, can they do that? Uh, I guess the best way would be through email because I I do I I have my Facebook page and my email, and that's about it. I do not have a website. It's just a lifestyle. I'm not very big on uh, social media. So that would be uh, the best way to reach me. So they could find you on Facebook. I'll put your email address uh, in the show notes. Perfect. Um, yeah. yeah, That would be great. Wonderful. Thank you so much. I really enjoyed talking with you today. Well, thank you for having me, Jackie. It was great talking to you. And that's it for this episode of Beyond Retirement. Thank you so much for hanging out with me. I hope you enjoyed it. Are you ready to start rocking your retirement? Head on over to www.beyondretirement.ca forward slash rocking it and sign up to plan out your own roadmap for retirement. Don't wait till it's too late.